Welcome inside Basketball Drives. From his wife's cats and his own living room, here's your host, Mike Baseglia. That's right, this is Basketball Drives, episode number 26, and I'm coming to you from my living room and not my wife's 2007 Toyota RAV4. I've done 724 deliveries, and I have yet to steal food from anybody. Although, I just got an email actually earlier this morning. I'm recording this on Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I got an email from Uber Eats, or just Uber this morning, saying that you need to do a better job of making sure all the food is in the order for the person that uh, requested the delivery. Now, I understand it's my responsibility to make sure all the food is in the order. But for example, when McDonald's gives you an order, they staple the bag together and everything is inside. And I double check that everything on the ticket item matches everything on my phone. There's nothing else I can do. So if Uber and the customer wants me to rip into the bag and open it up and double check that everything's in there, I can do that. But but if not, you have to go on the assumption that the restaurant got it right. So a little frustrated by this email, and it's got me off on a tangent early here on this podcast, because what else can I do? The ticket looks good. It matches what's on my phone. I can't do anything else about that. So I understand that Uber's got to cover their ass and send me an email, but the real the, the reality is the restaurant has to do a better job of making sure that the order's perfect. And that brings me to the tips. Now I'm not getting a tip because the restaurant screwed up. I'm delivering the food and this person feels not inclined to tip me and I don't blame them. If I was the person, I'd be frustrated if my order wasn't properly done right. I wouldn't tip either. So that's gotten me a little angry this morning. Uber Eats sending me an email that I need to do a better job of checking the food. I am perfect at checking the food. I always make sure that the order is properly done right. But I can't get inside the bag. What else do you want from me? Well, with that out of the way, we've got a fun podcast planned for you here on this episode number 26. I went to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania this past weekend with my wife, went to visit my in-laws, and we had a great time recording about Arby's. We have an Arby's food review, a lot of fun, uh, and a little backstory, which I'll explain later on in this episode, how we got to Arby's in Pittsburgh. It wasn't the original place we wanted to try. Also, an update from my rec league basketball game. Jeremy Burston and myself recorded post game after uh, a week ago, and we give you our insights on how our team did as the season be- uh, continues to pro- to uh, progress. As a reminder, only three teams in the league, so uh, you see everybody a lot. And there's actually no game this week on the Thursday. I'm recording this because it's Thanksgiving and. I don't know if many people would show up on a Thursday night rec league to play basketball. I can't think of anything worse than having the biggest meal you probably have of the year and then going to play basketball. That might be impossible. And quite frankly, there'd be vomiting and discharge of nastiness all over the court. So it's a good thing they did not play the games. The Brooklyn Nets give you my Nets update. They played the Celtics last night on a Wednesday. They'll play the Celtics again on a Friday. Uh, No Kyrie Irving for the Nets, and the Celtic fans let them have it. Although I have to say, they they seemed a little bit tame. I I thought it would be a lot worse. The game was kind of blah. The Nets lost by 10. They had their opportunities to win this game. They weren't playing with a lot of their 
key players. So I actually thought they gave decent effort and they look good. They made some mistakes late. Free throws missed by Jared Allen, but get a nitpicky if you're going to win in Boston, who's now perfect at home. Kemba Walker, the guard the Celtics signed, who replaced Kyrie Irving, who used to be on Boston, now in the Nets. He went nuts. He had 39 or 37 points in like 10 minutes. He was fantastic for them. But back to the storyline, it was basically Celtic fans chanting, Where is Kyrie? Where is Kyrie? I thought it was it was a lot of it. I thought it'd be a lot worse, to be honest. But then Kyrie Irving, after the game, who wasn't in the building, he's been hurt, rehabbing his shoulders fall, fell off or something. Uh, he's missed seven straight games for the Nets. He wasn't even in Boston. He was back in Brooklyn watching the game or back in New Jersey, wherever he lives. And he then went to social media and had like some 18 million line sentence about life and reality and how you there's bigger things than basketball. Uh, it was very Kyrie Irving who can get philosophical and deep. I'm mixed on how I feel about it. I understand where Celtic fans are coming from. They're going to boo him. They hate him. But I, I have to just remind everybody of this. And I can remind Celtic fans of this because maybe they don't know about it. Okay. I understand you hate the guy because you think he gave up on your team and wasn't everything you wanted him to be. But you have to remember, he's now on a different team. I don't care about your history with him. I care about my history with him that's going on right now. And the bigger factor is, when the Nets signed Kyrie Irving, do you know who else they signed? They signed Kevin Durant. I get it. He might not be the same player. He might never be the great player that he was. But he's a top 10 NBA player ever. Not now, ever. He's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. So to take the chance on bringing Kevin Durant in, it was a no-brainer. And if it means bringing Kyrie Irving in and this kind of shit happens, then so be it. I don't care, Celtic fans. They signed Kevin Durant. And ultimately, if the Nets win a title, if you have Kevin Durant, that's the card that gets you there. Maybe he's not the same player and it doesn't work out. But you know what? Maybe he is and it does. So that's a chance the Nets had to take. Food review time. Arby's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Went off to Pittsburgh to do this. As I just mentioned, I'm with my wife, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law. We had a great time ordering from Arby's, which wasn't the original place we wanted to go to. You'll hear about that coming up in a second. And then my rec league basketball. Our team's on fire. Sort of. I mean, there's only three teams and I, I don't know. It's just, a, just just a lot of fun. So here you go, a little Arby's food review in Pittsburgh. Enjoy, everybody. Basketball drives, food review time, and we're going on the road. We're doing something a little bit different here, but a lot of fun. So I'm in my wife's parents' house, not my wife's 2007 Toyota RAV4. A little bit different, but we're going to do a food review. We're in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and the original idea that we had was we were going to do like a Pittsburgh staple, Pittsburgh place that everybody knows about, that everybody has to go to. When you're going to Pittsburgh, you got to try this place. So this was your, my wife's idea, Jess, who we'll hear from shortly. And she said, Permanis, which was a great idea, all aboard, totally love it. So we're all set to go. We got off of the airplane. We were going to put the order in, time it out to when we got uh, to the house that, you know, a couple minute lag time, food would be ready, Permanis would be here, one problem. Permanis was not on Uber Eats for the night in the location we needed. So an Audible tonight, we're going with Arby's, a staple that's across the country, something that everybody knows about. Jess, thank you uh, for having me in your parents' house, and we can talk about some food tonight. Well, what was interesting is this is the first time we've ever seen 
something that is on Uber Eats, just say unavailable for the night. Yes. Which makes me, we've never seen that before. Like, as people ordering Uber Eats. Yeah, and there were there were other Permandis that were open because they've they lost them. They were too doing, far. But you can't yeah. order, fre- we were going to order French fries and it'd be like a three hour drive and then be like, let's do a taste on how how well it stayed hot. I'd be like, well, it's been in a car for 52 miles. I don't think it did well, which wouldn't be fair. So, we ended up going with the Arby's. Uh, Jess, I know there's some topics you want to get into about experience, which I think will be interesting because you're next to your parents right now, which will make for some fun. So let's introduce the room. Tom Geisler, Rose Geisler, thanks for having me in your house. Thanks for trying some french fries and the wild card onion rings tonight. Yeah, so we called an audible because we were pretty sad on french fries at this point. But with Permandi's not coming through, which was so interesting to me, and this is the question I have. Can they just opt out of Uber Eats because they're too busy? That's my question. And that's what I'm wondering because it was on Uber Eats, but it was grayed out. Maybe. I I would say it's either too busy or not busy at all. One of the two. And they were like, well, what's the point of having business? Well, I guess that doesn't make sense. No. It was just too busy. It was grayed out. It was on there. It was active, but it was grayed out. Is it difficult to find? Is it a location where maybe a less Uber Eats experienced driver can't find it? No, I think this is a very Uber Eats territory. But anyway, the reason that I wanted to do Permanis French fries is obviously what's Pittsburgh known for, French fries on everything. All right, so we ended up going with the Arby's fries. Tom, I'll welcome you into the podcast. <laughs> thank thanks you, for, Mike. Thanks for coming on, uh, and thank you for being a, uh, a big listener of Basketball <laughs> Drives. That's greatly appreciated for me, helping spread the word. Even maybe if my my business cards I spelled delivery wrong, still telling people about that. So thank you. <laughs> All right, Jesse. I know. Uh, and then Rose Geiser as well coming on basketball drives. Thank you for having me. Of course. Is there? Um now, all right, Jess, so you wanted to get into experiences that we've all had with this certain food item, so I'll let you take it. Okay, well, so I wanted to first start with Permani's Fries. So we have had pirate season tickets for almost my entire life, and that is a very long time, and that is a very poor period of baseball. Um, <laughs> we, what, 1990 was when we first... The all-time worst. Yeah, they're terrible. And <laughs> What's when, wrong with us? <laughs> We are masochists, and when I we can't quit them. <laughs> when I was in college at Duquesne in Pittsburgh, we had like aggressive season tickets mm. during that time, like a lot of them. And by the end of the middle of the baseball season, I was going to every game, and I was eating Permanis fries all of the time. So they actually take the fr- the potato and they put it through the little chopper thing. They like yes. have a handle. Yes. The fries come out the other side. They fry them. They are fresh, and I love them. I loved them. This was a long time ago, so I wanted to see if they held up. And obviously, they're famous for being in the in the sandwiches themselves. Like that's the whole idea for Permanis. It's a handheld meal. So my first question is: Have you? What do you think of the Permanis fries? Because I do think they're controversial. Who would you like? You want me to go first? Have you ever had them? I have had them one time with your dad. A loner in the sandwich. They were probably both, if I had to guess. Now, I'm not sure. It was the two of us. and we You went, two are dangerous together. We went to, well, that's because, <laughs> let's be honest, there's been a time your dad or two has pushed food on me, and I have a hard time saying no. There was one time. He's an enabler. But, but the problem is I'm like, oh, yeah, bring it on. Let's fill me up. I just I'm remember having it. chocolate all over my car one time after you guys had borrowed it. Oh, that was that was, that was was not chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> but it started with chocolate. <laughs> All right, so the French fries, that's the first time we had them. I think we were, um, we're, we're, I'm getting my areas mixed up, but we did have them one time. I think it was the original spot, 
And I remember enjoying them. I remember liking them. Um, I only have fond memories of the fries and our time together. Um, <laughs> if we were doing a scoring system, I would give that a 10. That was great. <laughs> uh, but, no, but truthfully, I remember really enjoying the fries and liking them. I, you know, I don't think... You know, I, I know Permani's the hype and everything, and I went in there not going like, this is the best French fry I've ever had in my life, but I remember going, wow, that's like a really good French fry. I may have never ordered fries separately at Permani's I don't think ever. you have. I don't well, think you I think we got like an extra well, side of them is what I'm but saying. But my question is, what is your Permani's order? What is your go-to order? The Angus beef sandwich. Okay. Or the roast beef sandwich. Or the corned beef sandwich, or the pastrami sandwich, or the egg <laughs> sandwich. So, red meat and sandwich. Okay. <laughs> and now, how about you? I may get evicted from the <laughs> city of Pittsburgh, but I do not like permani sandwiches. <laughs> no, uh, okay, I have to say, my favorite one you have to go to the actual permanis for. I like their turkey sandwich. Would mm. you? So, everything that my dad just mentioned is at, available at the stadium. Right. If, when So when you go to the stadium, there's like five or six options. When you go to Permanti's, the restaurant, there's like 30 sandwiches. I mean, anything under the sun. I'm going to talk about my first time I went to Permanti's restaurant. I went with my sister-in-law, Shaylee Angotti, and I think she was expecting a finer diner, dining establishment. <laughs> and we sat down, and she took out some handy wipes and started wiping off the table and the chairs before <laughs> we got our food. Oh, my favorite part was when the guy came to cut her sandwich. You want your sandwich cut? <laughs> And he takes that big knife and he slaps it on the sandwich. <laughs> then he takes his big paw and he puts it over the knife on the sandwich. That's... And he's cutting it and his hands holding her bread the whole time. She goes, I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and that is exactly how they cut it. They wrap it up in like like wax paper or something and then they cut it right in front of you. But we didn't get to do that, unfortunately. So we tried something, you know, that maybe everybody has access to. Yeah, I think everybody has experience at one point or another with Arby's. So, Jess, I'll piggyback on your question that was about the experience with uh, Permanis. How about your experience then with Arby's? I have literally maybe no experience with Arby's. Is this your first Arby's meal? This might have been. Not my first curly fry meal. I love a curly fry. Yes, I love a curly yeah, you're a fry. Curly fry stealer. Yes, I am. Um, favorite curly fry? South Hills Country Club. Absolutely. Baldwin, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Such the. I mean, not just mine. Every friend that I have. Shout yes. out. We're looking for sponsors. Yes. Yes. Yeah, shout out South Hills Country Club if you'd like to sponsor. <laughs> they are truly. The best curly fries I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, they're totally, fantastic. Totally. And, and the funny thing is, this Arby's is like a half a block from there. How about Arby's for the rest of the group then? Never had it. Never? It was a long ago thing. We used to go out to lunch when I first started work. Haven't had it for years. The Arby's that I've had was in Richmond, Virginia. It was like a really upscale Arby's. It was really nice. There's such a, a thing? They had a fireplace. Wow. Richmond has it was a really nice weirdly Arby's. decadent fast food. Where did we go? Was, it, was it that the fancy Arby's that we went to? Fancy oh, Arby's. my God. That is a fancy Arby's. Flashback. I actually had a... Very long debate with my friend Leon about this Arby's, where he said you take a girl for on a first date there to get to know about her. That's for another discussion. But yes, that Arby's has come up in the past. Oh, that is a lovely Arby's. Arby's. It's very, it's, the fireplace is gorgeous. I, that's in that's in 
No, it's fine. Pour it on. Get the, get the, <laughs> the sound. Make it tougher for post-production. I got nothing to do later. No worries at all. He can't sit still for five minutes. I all right. Let's uh, right, we'll get a picture of that. Right, so, we, so we have, we got two things we took out from. It was the curly fries from Arby's, and it was also the onion rings from Arby's. And to refresh everybody listening at home about how the scoring system works, Pretty simple. Zero to ten, RAV4s. Zero being the lowest, ten being the highest. There's three different categories. We've got taste. I'm trying not to laugh, and i got to be honest, I'm doing a good job of doing it. Uh, ten, uh, zero out of ten, ten being the highest for taste. Uh, then the other thing is takeout presentation. How did it look to you when it got uh, from the Arby's restaurant to the house? And then the final one is heat factor. How hot was it? Once it lasted and once it got here, how did that end up going? Uh, Jess, where, which exact Arby's did you order this from? So this was the one uh, very close to South Hills Country Club in Baldwin. Um, which, I don't know what street that was. It's really close. Like, Is it on 88? No, it's not on 88. It's like off Library Road. Um, it's near Brownsville. I don't know. It's how, really how, um, it's the one that has a giant, giant... Um, on the receipt? It's the one. No, it's the one that has that giant, like the Arby's hat in in the. It's it's in. Like if you're talking about the most modern one, this is the least, least modern one. one. Do gotcha. you know what I'm talking about? It has it that, that giant cowboy hat, yeah. giant cowboy yeah. hat. I'm talking Arby's. like like t- a two story cowboy <laughs> that, hat. That is the one I went to 40 years ago when I started. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. my. Was it modern then? That was the same. And thing. did you? And <laughs> we, what did you guys order whenever you were going there? Um. Usually, like, three of the dollar sandwiches, like a roast like, beef. Or, uh, okay, roast uh, beef with sandwich. cheese and, uh, yeah. How far, just to give people listening, how many miles do you think it is from restaurant to house? Only two or three. I would say three. So yeah, three miles? Okay. Not, That's a fair Not distance. three miles, like, as you drive, but because there's a lot of traffic. Yeah, traffic and, like, stoplights and everything. But, like, yeah, it's, like, th- like three miles. All right, so we got the three scoring systems down. We'll start with taste. We'll go around the room. We'll do fries first, onion rings second. Everybody will give their taste score. Zero to ten RAV4s. Jess, I'll start with you because you're a veteran of this. You've done about three episodes now. Uh, You've done pancakes. You've done chicken fingers. And you've done fried cauliflower from an Indian restaurant. So you've really seen it all at this point. I'll let you go first. The curly fries from Arby's. Taste, what would you do? I'm going to go with a six because I love French fries. I love curly fries. They could have been a little more seasoned, a little more crispy in my opinion. All right. So you got a six. Rose, you're up next. Zero to ten taste. Would you end up with? I'm going to say a five. Uh, I'm not a huge French fry fan, but I do like a curly fry. My biggest problem was my French fry had like green... You so, you had an eye. I had an yeah, eye. Yeah, you had a yeah. potato like with a little eye on it. So it took it took away from the taste for me. So I would say a five. If it, I didn't have that, I would say I would go with the six. Understandable. All right, Tom, you're up. I got to say one thing about this scoring system. Please, I'd love to hear some feedback live on my own podcast. When you got ten numbers there, why do you have to have point fives in between? Because that gives you twenty numbers. It confuses me. Why isn't it just 
zero, one, two, three, but it's point five. I think giving people more options is a great opportunity. I think scoring something zero through twenty is un-American and doesn't sound right. <laughs> you don't go on to a scoring system and you know. All right, it's time for gymnastics. What'd you give her? I gave her a seventeen. No, you said I gave her an eight point five. That's the American <laughs> way you do it. So there has to be points in between because you have to have differentiations. You go down the line. These scores are going to get tight. When we get to about a hundred episodes, we're going to have time for reviewing McDonald's, Burger King, IHOP. The Chinese restaurant, the Japanese restaurant. Mm. So the points are necessary. How is that for an answer? Good answer. Okay. <laughs> go with the points. I uh, didn't expose that you spilled the drink yet. So I <laughs> you did now. Uh, I would give it a 5.5 then. 5.5? Flavor, right. yeah. And, and you? With, yeah, and I, I went with a 6 as well. I thought they were good, not special, but I didn't taste it and said to myself, like, ugh. This is something disgusting. So, uh, in a, in a, and if I was in a moment of hunger, this would have been excellent. Uh, but I was not hungry at the time. Uh, still didn't wasn't bad. Uh, crispy could have been a little bit better. I understand the road factor plays into that. But all in all, just a six, not terrible. Uh, all right, Jess, what did you make of takeout presentation? I'm gonna give it an eight. I thought they were packed well. I have no complaints. Not exceptional. Like, last time, pancakes, exceptional. Like, this was well-engineered. I don't have any sort of, like, particular, but they were good enough. All right, Rose? I don't have as much experience <laughs> as Jessica does. However, I thought it was cute mm-hmm. the way that they had it packaged. They were cute containers, yeah. They were yeah. cute little containers, and they were lined up very mm. neatly, which I liked. It was stapled shut or... Tape shut. Tape shut. So I thought it was a nice presentation, mm. and I was... I was pretty happy with the presentation. I will give it a nine. Um, I think I could have done something better with a rolled-up newspaper. I was not a fan of the presentation. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I I do have a great idea for Mm -hmm. you so that you never get caught stealing a fry. I I have done 711 deliveries. I have yet to steal anybody's food. There was a chip the other week I thought about, but I haven't done it. (laughs) I I would tell you if this guy had a tape container in his (laughs) car. It looks like he might have. It looks like he might have. It, It made it look like he hadn't went into the package. So you might want to keep a tape container or a stapler in the car. That's a great point. My scoring on the takeout presentation, I gave it a nine. I was very impressed by it. Did you give, you gave a score for that? I don't think you gave a score. Three. A three. Okay. So low. That's one of the lower scores here on basketball drives. Interesting. I went with a nine. I thought when you... My rationale was when you go to the restaurant and you take it out, it's going to look the same. So from where the restaurant went to where we are now... To me, that's what curly fries in a basket look like. So I, I went with a nine. That was my second part. Uh Heat factor, Jess, how, how well do you think it heat, uh, I'm stayed, the, stayed up? I'm going to give it three on the fries. Mm. I did not find them to be warm enough for me. And as we know, I'm the lenient one here. Yes. Uh, so, right. Rosie? I'm going to say 2.5. Mine was pretty much almost frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to give them a four, but now that I heard you girls give them that, I'm going to say a one. <laughs> I don't want to look too nice. Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, I actually put a four on there. Um, I think just, I was, uh, here's the problem. I think I was expecting it to be even colder when it came in. So the fact that it, it had a little bit of warmth 
Do it. <laughs> uh, I went with a four. All right, so that is our food review for the curly but fries. But French fries keep coming up. They're very controversial. Everybody yes. talks about like ordering French fries and that sometimes they're not worth it because they get cold really fast. They do get cold really fast. And I think that was actually what made it interesting is that we had onion rings and something else that is in the same food group as fries. And it, was, it wasn't like we got the Arby's broccoli to compare it to. So I think it made for an interesting contrast with the... Uh, heat factor that will make for a, a dramatic conclusion to this episode of the podcast. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, onion rings taste. Jesse, you're up. So, onion rings. I would not say they're my go-to. <laughs> we order them a lot with Bear Burger in Montclair. That's really the only place we get them. Um, so, I listen to the Doughboys. We've gone to see them live. Their whole thing is how well do they execute the thing that they want to do. I think these were great. I thought they were a nine. I, wow. I thought they tasted really good. I, right. I am I am not an onion rings person, but I thought they were interesting to pit it against something else. I thought they were significantly yes. better than the French fries. I would have to agree with that. All right, Rose, your thoughts on the taste? I love onion rings, and these were outstanding, which mm. I was really surprised at. They had a nice crunch to them. They had a nice heat. They tasted expensive. They what? did. I thought I was at some fine restaurant. I was expecting to find a filet underneath it, but I didn't, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> Well, we haven't double-checked. <laughs> no, we're good. No, no, I think we're okay. But, yeah, I'd give it a 9.5. Ooh, wow. very nice score. All right. Gee, I was going to give him a seven, and I thought that would be the high one. That's but nice I'll, for I'll, you. That's nice for you, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I see a trend here. But, but I have to cook for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll move it up to an eight. I'll give them an eight for that. And uh, I would I would say that the crunch was, like, so much better than the French fries. You wondered if they got them at the same time or if he got the fries first and then stopped at another store. Because <laughs> it was markedly different than that, the other one. That brings up such a great point. I, I can't say how good of a point it is, and it, and it wraps back to what Jess, Jess just said about fries are notorious for not staying heated. And we did an order a couple weeks ago where we got fries, and the, my first thought was, they didn't put these in at the same time. This can't be like right. Like we did? No, no, no. With the restaurant, oh. we got this, one item was way hotter than the fries, and I said, they must have put the fries in 10 minutes earlier or something. But I think it's just french fries don't last as well. Uh I think it was a good thing that we had the fries first and then went to the onion rings. I do think it helped the taste of the onion rings. I think if we went onion rings first and then to the fries, we may have had a different difference of opinion on how it tasted. Because of that, I went a little lower than the 9 and I went with the 8. I thought it was excellent, a very good onion ring. I'd be very happy with that if I got it at pretty much any place. Uh, again... I don't think it was like the best onion ring I've ever had, but something that I would recommend to a friend or a coworker or a family member to say, you know what, go for the Arby's onion ring. I went with an egg. It was a lot of onion and not that much breading, which I really don't even really worked. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a long day. What are we doing next? So we're doing takeout presentation. I will give it an eight. I thought it was the, my only. Quote unquote complaint was there were five onion rings in the container, 
and there was room to go. And that was a you got a large for the onion rings. Was that on purpose? No, there was no size option. For oh, interesting. It. No, there was a, yeah. So I so with, with French fries, it was a small, medium, large, mm. and it was a large for. I mean, I guess he just there was no option. I, I just right. ordered what it was, and it said five onion rings. There wasn't a ten onion ring. There wasn't a five onion ring. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure. So I just thought I was like, I was, was kind of like, hey, bro, you could kind of shove some more in there. That was really my only <laughs> other option. Yeah, I, I don't think you had to worry about stealing a fry, but there might have been an onion. Yeah, the there, there was a lot of space on the onion rings. It, yes, especially because I ordered a smaller, I guess, container right. of French fries, and it's like still really, 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 really full. And we didn't eat. bang for your buck. The fry might be the way to go. You get a little more. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Quali- yeah, we'll call it over. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So anyway, I could say eight just because they were cute. They were a nice little order, but they could have shoved a couple more in there. I, I, excellent points. I would say it would be an eight point. Oh, um, it reminds me of old school drive-in containers mm. that you would get when we were kids and you drive up and they have these little containers of onion rings or French fries and they deliver them to your window. So that's what I liked about them. You know, again, I'm unimpressed. <laughs> I mean, look at the outside of the package here. You don't even know what you're getting. Well, Fr- it's friends it's- of meat. <laughs> what is friends of meat? And then, uh, it, then it could have been curly fries, mozzarella sticks, steakhouse onion rings, or jalapeno bites. So I think they only buy one container for everything. I think that's brilliant. That cuts down on overhead. You don't have to have a specific <laughs> Exactly. I mean, if we're talking from a financial perspective, that makes sense. You'd be like, are these curly fries or is these onion rings? Which one do you put in here? And you want to meet more friends. You get excited about meeting uh, onion yes. rings. <laughs> we're consolidating here on basketball drive. <laughs> oh, interesting. Taking the um, the, the French fries from medium, medium, putting it in large, uh, they're really the same size. Yeah. No, well, we ate a lot of those already, too. So mm. that, that was kind of like this one lady at the coffee shop one time said, don't ever order the larges. And I go, why, why not order the larges? She goes, watch. She takes a large mm. glass. Pours it into the medium, and the large one was taller, and it came to the top of the medium cont- container. Well, that's the whole thing. So we're paying more for nothing. She yes, me. look at that. The small and the... Yeah, well, no, it's like... It's really if, indifferent. If you have, like, a cocktail and it's in a skinny glass versus a wide glass, it could be the exact same amount, but it looks like it's more in a skinny glass. But now we're doing it with Arby's French fries. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they, they are way ahead of us, huh? True test. Well, what did you think with uh, the takeout, takeout presentation? presentation? I went with an eight. Not quite as nice as the onion ring presentation, but that might be a factor just how onion rings lay together. I think the French fry is a natural... We were talking onion rings. Oh, excuse me. That's what I meant. I think the French fries have a natural way of sitting in a basket. Onion rings, you know, shapes and sizes, elbows. <laughs> out. Didn't have the same look to me. Still not bad. Similar to how you would get it when you take out from the restaurant. So uh, I went with the eight. All right, final... Uh, heat, how well did it last? How well did it stay heated? Going from that three-mile drive here to the house. I'm going to give it an eight for heat. It was significantly hotter than the french fries. And that definitely added to the whole experience because when you have crispy batter, being hot is always going to be better than being cold. I'm going to give it a 7.5. I had a smaller onion ring, so <laughs> it was it was still hot and it it was but it could have been a little bit hotter i agree that, that's exactly what i think it could have been a little bit hotter but it was way hotter than the french fry like exactly. it was significantly exactly. hotter i give it a mm. 9.5 because both two mm. things it was crunchy 
It was, crunchy. it was crunchy. And the as mushy as the fries were, the onion ring was crunchy. Agreed. And, and what do I always get when I go out? Do I ever get French fries or do I get onion rings? Onion rings. Yeah. And who has the best onion rings ever? I don't know. From Annie's in Morgantown, West Virginia. Oh, oh in Morgantown, West Virginia. That specific one. Yes. Yeah, because yes. we used to eat, eat them with her yes, mother. Yes, my mother would love an onion ring. They gave you, like, was that the stack the of them? The stick of them? I used to yes. always get the stick, stick of, of them. Yeah. That's a new hot thing to have the them on, like, a yeah. dowel and, like, just pile them up on top. But those are the best onion rings I ever had. Agreed. Interesting. But, but these were pretty close. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I thought I thought the onion, onion ring was the star tonight. I yes. thought it really was excellent. Uh, I went with an 8.5 with the onion ring. I was I was really impressed. Uh, when I, after having the french fry, I was like, all right, here we go. What's this going to be? And then I bit into it. I was like, okay, it's still got a little heatness. There's hot mm. uh, flavor coming out of it. The onion wasn't cold or anything like that. Uh, I was got excited about thinking maybe going to Arby's, what it would taste like. Like, we'd have to go over a 10. I thought it could be wow. that hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So uh, I was impressed with the Arby's onion ring all over. Uh, all together, taking into account all three of them, I thought they really outshined the French fry tonight. I got one thing for you guys, and you tell me what your memory is of this. What was the best French fry container ever? Because we're talking about how the fries always come out substandard. What was the best thing you ever had French fries in ever? Oh, man. I can tell you my worst is styrofoam because they always get... Cold and wet and mushy. And they and steam, well, they steam and no, that this is. We've had this on a prior conversation of like, that's a Shark Tank thing, like to figure out how to get fries in their quote unquote gimmick bag. Like you need. Come on, Jess, you're a scientist. Uh, you can figure this out. There needs to be a better fry container. So, and actually, what I, I might have heard <laughs> this on a food podcast that that's one of the reasons that they have this opening on the top okay. is so that you don't close it and basically steam them, but. That doesn't insulate them but, at all. Right. But in my opinion, the best fries ever came from McDonald's in the old days. Because remember, they had this little paper container, and they would open it up, the paper up. But they would never get mushy in there because the, the humidity would go through the paper. Now, they would get cold, right. but they were still like... They were still like crunchy it as opposed to mushy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that's also... Very controversial if it is prior to my birth. Because before, in like 1985-ish, they used lard. That now is they correct. don't use lard because it's not vegetarian. And so that's a different type of oil that has a very... There's an entire Malcolm Gladwell episode on this. That was probably better for you. <laughs> but that, that, I mean, I don't know. That could also be... I'm just... The science is me confounding factors. So anyway, yeah, that, but I can definitely see... There, I think there is room for improvement on the French fries, especially because it's one of the most commonly ordered things. I think I like the idea as we continue to do more episodes and order from different places to keep trying fries just on the side if it's on the menu so we can get an idea of, all right, this place, this the stuffed burger, the first place we went to was a styrofoam container. This is what happened. All right, now we went to the Arby's and it was in an open container with a bag on top of it. This is how well it lasted. Maybe we can see, after trying all these places, what exactly is the best yeah, one. Now, now, remember, we don't, yeah. it's, you know, one place might take an hour, one place might take 15 minutes, and you, that obviously is a huge factor in it, but just to get an, an idea of maybe what's the best container for the French fries. Well, we need before. to revisit Bear Burger, because that's the mm. place we get onion rings from the most, and these were better. 
I think these were better than. than it was right on par with the bear, bear burger. burger. Bear burger. It was right on par with bear burger. I th- no, because I think bear burgers you've always put in the oven for like twenty minutes after, and these were more like oniony and like crispy. You so, might be right. Yeah. You might be right. The Arby's uh, onion rings outlasting a high staple of New Jersey onion ring mm-hmm. um, tradition. That's Interesting. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a high. It's a high in New Jersey restaurant for Uber Eats. <laughs> All right, this has been Basketball Drives episode number twenty six. Food review from the Arby's. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, we originally wanted to try Permanis, but because of the, well, not being allowed to on the app on Uber Eats, it did not happen. Uh, thank you, everybody, for participating in this episode, trying some French fries, frying, uh, trying some onion rings. All in all, I, I thought it was a great night. I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but I, I had a blast. <laughs> thank you, Mike, and thank you for marrying my daughter. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I still can't believe how good those onion rings were. They were really fantastic. Uh, loved eating them. A lot of fun. Uh, the French fries, not as good. And again, the original plan was Permanis. Didn't work out. But I think in the long run, Arby's was uh, a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it. Hey, don't forget, you can email me, basketballdrives at gmail.com. Would love to know your food recommendations. It has to be on Uber Eats, something that we could try off of the Uber Eats application. And my wife and I are really open to anything. So email us, basketballdrives at gmail.com. Would love to know your recommendations and suggestions. Also, if you want to do your own food review, feel free to email me, basketballdrives at gmail.com. And give a, give a score on something that you tried. Uh, would love to hear from you. And, you know, if you want to get, uh, get adventurous, send a voice note. Go on your phone. You know, talk. I tried the Burger King Impossible Whopper, and this is what I thought about it. Blah, 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 blah. Save that. Email me, basketballdrives at gmail.com, and we can actually play the review back on an episode of this podcast. So, uh, a lot of good opportunity there for you, the listener, to get interactive with Basketball Drives. Rec League Basketball Time. My team is struggling. We lost, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, enjoyed this past game. So here is the live post-game reaction with my teammate in my wife's 2007 Toyota RAV4. Here's Jeremy Burston and myself talking about our rec league basketball game. Enjoy, everybody. All right, Basketball Drives, episode number 26. Jeremy Burston and myself from my wife's 2007 Toyota RAV4 just finished up our basketball game of the week. It was just a single game this week. We played the white team. Now, we've talked in the past about how the white team's the... Uh, clearly the lesser of the two teams they had some other dudes today i don't know if they're always on their team if they were just fill-ins or what the hell happened but it made i'm gonna go with fill-ins mikey it made for a really fun and competitive game jerry we lost 57 52 or something like that but all in all i thought it was um our most fun game of of the season so far yeah this was this was a lot of fun it was up and down teams were pretty even although they were a lot bigger than we were right and you know we got down early because we couldn't hit a shot because most of us haven't touched the basketball more than twice in the last six months and then when the shots started falling in the second half we came right back and had had them going back and forth yeah we made a nice little run to get back in the game i think we went down as many as 16 points jerry Something like that, yeah. It was some 16, 17, right so, around there. So we went down 16, and we actually ended up tying the game, and it ended up being 50-50. Now, I will say the ref, the refs were, let's not even talk about the refs. Let's talk about the guy that was on the scoreboard. Oh, yes. We have no idea what the actual the, score was I mean, because they weren't really keeping score. He may have had errors. There were times where he was putting up points for the wrong team on free throws. There were times where he was... Um, 
not putting up points not, at all. Not putting up points, not starting the clock, yelling Shoots at him. threes, who the hell knows what he was doing. And I love, too, by the way, uh, the very end of this game is right here. Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting it. At the very end of this game, you know, he's playing music. I don't remember if it was during the first half, but the whole second half, he's playing music during the game. Which I guess he kind of got into a rhythm, but I thought it was funny in the last minute where we had to foul them to stop the clock, you know, so they should, could shoot free throws. We could try to get the ball back, extend the game. He would stop the music when they were at the line, and I almost found it to be if I was shooting free throws, maybe like more distracting. Because all of a sudden I was like, uh, "Where did the music go?" I don't know if he did it when I went to the line, but I did not notice. Um, just, just to let you know. Yeah, he, I, 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 is it right here? No, just keep going. Keep going. So anyway, we, we battled back. You're, you're right about the, the shooting. It was just either feast or famine. It's either like we're making all our shots or we're missing all our shots. And there's really nothing in between. I thought for the most part our defense was solid. Well, I mean, in the beginning they were running us up and down a little bit. And we were trying to figure it out. And as I said during the game, it's a lot easier to play defense when you make a shot. On a miss, it's a lot tougher to run your ass back and find your man and, and get back in position. And once we started hitting shots, it became much easier. We got back and the defense was there easy from that point on. And we had one play, and oh, this was this was we were talking about this in our pre-production meeting of this episode, where there was one play where one of their better players was on me, and I'm not like the best dribbler in the world, so he wanted to pressure me, clearly trying to force a turnover. And then the big dude that was guarding you fronted you, and I kind of like you and I had this little like eye connection where you slipped back, went back door, and I tossed it up over to the two of them right to you. He fouled you, he hacked you, so you couldn't make the free throw. But afterwards, we each had that point to each other. Yep. One of my favorite it's moments always. of our season. I really <laughs> enjoyed always that. always real nice. I don't really know why the big guy felt like front of me. I mean, I guess I did kind of take his ass to school a bunch of times in the post. So he decided I wasn't going to get it. And then, you know, he's a big, slow dude. I can easily easily get up and over on that one. And, dude, your post moves were, were coming together tonight. In the first couple of games, they they were there a little bit, but you weren't able to finish around the rim. Tonight you were able to finish, and what makes you so special around the basket and why you're an all-star in this league, <laughs> granted, granted, uh-huh. granted half, the players, half the players make the all-star team, uh, one of the reasons you're an all-star in this league is they were so fooled when you made your, your move to the basket. It wasn't like you were just going right or just going left. You really kept the defender guessing on which hand you would use to score the basket. Well, I always like to say I had no choice when I was a kid. Growing up with my brother, he was bigger Stronger. He's a fucking giant motherfucker. So when we were playing in the But dry, a great guy. He's I love my brother, but he was you know, he's a six eight, two hundred and sixty pound dude. Yeah. When we were growing up, he was three years older than me. If we played in the driveway, he would kick my ass. Ugh. There was no way I was going to score on him unless I could come up with a way to either get him to jump or get him to go out of the way. And that was why that's why I learned all my moves. I had no choice. Now how how much did playing against him how many years older was he? You said three? Three. All right, so let's say you're, you know, you're 12, he's 15, you're 14, he's 17. How much did it help playing him that then when you would go into games when you were in high school playing up against, like, regular-sized dudes for you? I mean, defensively, it didn't do much because there was not a whole lot I could do against him defensively regardless. Right. So I didn't really – that didn't really help me that much. Offensively, it helped me tremendously because I could make – I could put moves on anybody in the post because I had a bunch of different moves. Right. Because I learned them. Do you think it's a possibility for just one game you could get your brother to come play? The thought crossed my mind. It did cross your mind. He would absolutely love to, I'm sure. It would just be a little awkward. He doesn't love play. Like, he loves to play. He doesn't always love it when there's a a much weaker opponent. Or he doesn't right. Write, like, he doesn't like to pick on. Like, if he was right. covered by any of those guys. It tonight, would be a disaster. It would, it would have been ridiculous. So. Right. So... <laughs> 
But it did cross your mind to of have course. him come for. Is he? Does he still play a lot? He still plays in the league in the city. Okay, so, he so still he's still, he's still active. All right, very cool. He's All in right, much better shape than I am. Um, well, let's get him for one game. Let's see if we can pull that off. That right, would be that, that would be I, tremendous. Thanksgiving will last. <laughs> All right, so we're now one in. Well, excuse me, we're now one in. No, we're now two and three on the season. That was just one game we played tonight. And like we said before, we got a little sidetracked here, but that's good. It's fun conversation. That was definitely our best game. I I was I was really cold, really hot, really cold. And I just made a few shots early, and it's just that consistency of make knocking down shots is just difficult. You know, sometimes I think at the very end we were down a couple points, and I was rushing some threes, trying to play yeah, you know we, Mr. Hero. We rushed those a bit, but you hit like four nice jumpers in a row. Yeah, it was just in rhythm, was smooth. The other shots I was interesting is they were all long when I started to miss. So something was going on where I was shooting them long, overcompensating for something. I don't know. Exactly. My guess is you were overcompensating for the length. They were a lot longer, a lot bigger. You were right. trying to just get off, pushing a little bit because of that. That's a that's a good call. Yeah. So. um you know, all in all, uh, a decent game. Our most fun game we played. Yeah, we didn't get the win, but I think a game like this is a building block for something we can do moving forward. How many more games do we have left? Even have you even looked at the schedule? I'm not sure. I have no idea. So we've played. That's what is that? Five weeks now? Four weeks now? We played in four weeks. We're probably around the halfway point, if I had to guess. At least, yeah. I know. We have, I'm pretty sure the next two we have the two doubleheaders in a row. So I'm pretty sure coming out of Thanksgiving oh. we'll have a doubleheader. And I think the next week we'll have a doubleheader, and I probably won't be here for that one. And I should say as well, we tonight did not have any subs. It was four-on-four nonstop action for us, two 20-minute halves. Uh, but, again, we played well, just couldn't come out with a W, but I think a building block for our team moving forward into the playoffs. Hopefully that we make it. Yeah, it was really nice. They, they put up a playoff schedule, Mike. Everybody makes it. Everybody makes the playoffs. Two all right. Two versus three, winner plays one. All right, so we'll see the white team again. We will def- well, we'll see them all again. And uh, I, I still need to figure out this whole ringer thing. Well, all of a sudden, there's four dudes that, uh, who are you? It was It's one thing if you bring one guy, but when there's four guys that show up, maybe they maybe they were really part of the white team. I'm going to guess no, based on the fact that we know four or five of the people who are on the white That's team. That's a good point. And they told us they only had six. So I'm going to go ahead and say no. So a buddy brought his boys. So someone brought their boys because they've always been under, they've always been shorthanded. It's fine. It was fun. I'd rather I'd rather be this than it was the last time we played the white team. And if everybody makes the playoffs, there's no real difference unless you're the one seed, I guess, and you get a bye. And we're not going to be the one seed, so it's fine. Episode number 26 of Basketball Drives, Jeremy Burston, Mike Biseglia, we're my wife's 2007 Toyota RAV4. We'll see you next week as we inch closer to the playoffs and gear up for what should be some intense matchups. There you have it. We played well. We played the white team. It was not exactly the white team we're all accustomed to. They brought in some ringers, but it was still a lot of fun. Lost by a couple of points, made a huge comeback, and I, I, I enjoyed it. It was by far the best game of the season. And, you know, we lost, but all you can ask for is a little exercise, and that's what we got. So good times all around uh, from our rec league. As I mentioned, uh, no update next week. That's because there was no game. Uh, it's Thanksgiving, and apparently that's a big deal. No, I'm kidding. I love Thanksgiving. That would be the stupidest thing ever for the league to have a game on Thanksgiving night. If, A, you played, it would be a disaster because that's disgusting. And then, two, nobody's around. Everybody's with their families. So this has been Basketball Drives episode number 26. Don't forget, you can email me, basketballdrives at gmail.com. Please send me your own food reviews or recommendations of places that you would like my wife and I to try. We are open to do anything, uh, and the interaction is always appreciated. I've done 724 deliveries, and I have yet to take food from anybody's order. 
Episode 27 will be released on Tuesday, coming up in about four days. Some fun audio already in the can that I think you guys will enjoy. I talked to Frank Fleming. He is the NJ Transit Superstar. NJ Transit Superstar, I should say, that uh, I have already interviewed in this podcast. He is a trip. He has a funny DoorDash story. And uh, my intern joins me in the car again. My intern's my dad. Uh, we had a lot of fun. He did some funny recordings as well, talking about what he saw from me. So uh, I'm excited for everybody to hear episode number 27, which will come out on Tuesday. Have a very happy and healthy Thanksgiving, everybody. If you've already had your Thanksgiving and you're listening to this podcast, I hope you enjoyed all that turkey, all that stuffing, all that mashed potatoes. And here's a controversial topic. Dark meat turkey is better than white meat turkey. You didn't hear it from me. This has been Basketball Drives, episode number 26. We'll see you next time for episode number 72. I mean, 27. That's a great question.